Women have been forced to tolerate the manipulative douchebaggery of F-boys for far too long. And that's why we're here. Welcome to F-Boy Island. Ladies, the three of you are hoping to find love in this tropical paradise. I'm over the players. I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready for love. What you should know, there are 24 men. 12 of them are nice guys. The other 12, self-proclaimed F-boys. Bro, bruh, bro, bro, bruh. He's really cute, but he looks like he's gonna ruin my life. It's up to these three ladies and you at home to figure out who the F is who. I don't even know. It's gonna be hard. Ugh, I like boys, itty bitty boys. I like funny guys. I like silly guys. I like a beard. I like a clean face. I'm hoping to have some fun and see who does have good intentions. He looks like a guy that has two phones. We're very intelligent women. We're gonna sniff out these troublemakers. I'm so nervous. I'm sweating right now. Legit. Let's play ball! I came here for a relationship, not for the game. I like her. But the twist? There's money on the line. Oh my god, what? Everyone has a chance to win $100,000. We're in a whole new game. It's time to turn it up a notch. Oh! The F-Boys have admitted to our producers they're just here for the cold, hard cash. I don't know what to believe right now. My red flags are going off. There's a lot of F-Boys they get rid of. So let's get them out of here. They're so nice, like really nice. Come and get a taste. You're trying to play a game? Your way is a bitch way. This is unnecessary. That's confidence. That's confidence within me. Let's find out your true status. Nice guy or F-boy? Oh, goodbye. I am shocked. F-boy, F-bye. Jaw-dropping. I'm still picking mine up off the ground. Why are you crying? Are you okay? I hate this man. This is the type of treatment you get. You're an F-boy. This is a game, but we are not a game. Cheers to that. Feel free to take your shirts off at any time, you guys. I just want you to be comfortable and for me to be comfortable. I mean, the amount of dating slash down to fuck hookup shows reality based that I have watched in the last year is embarrassing. But mm. here we are. Here we are. Thank you. Um, Sarah Hess has just joined us hello sarah hello i can't believe i joined but i absolutely can believe i joined with the sound mm. <laughs> as you were talking about the television and fuck boys i assume i am so honored delighted esteemed to be here teresa well, Pagone. sarah there's only you could be on this episode <laughs> with me um the the beauty of this to all of my listeners is that Sarah and I were blessed to be in each other's physical presence watching well at that time there was only six, they had dropped what six episodes or th- no they had jo- dropped 3 I think we watched the first three. That was all that was available. We That's were right. ready for more, but we were like, this is a sign that we need to rest. Yes. So we because, rested and then they released more. Yes, because HBO Max, as they are wont to do, um, th- first off, they surprised us with this this hidden 
dating reality show I did not know was coming. And then they dropped three episodes. They would drop three episodes uh, at once, which they do with a lot of their streaming shows. Like they did that with the um, flight attendant. Is that what it was called? Mm. Yeah. I watched that after it aired. So I didn't know like how it, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was frustrating for me because I was like, it was such an amazing show. And I felt, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I felt that same level (laughs) of passion when it came to this show. I don't know that I've ever felt more passionate about a TV show. And coming into this, I do need to clarify that, like, I, I know I do not like watch The Bachelor. I don't watch dating shows. Right. This had and I've tried right I've tried I really did like wait what is the one with Chloe on it um too hot to handle I I did watch too hot to handle last year too hot to, that is a who's gonna get fucked show that is not yeah. a dating slash romance show nor was f boy island but uh, yeah but I loved it like it's oh yeah yeah, that's true yeah it's probably so I just wanted to say I may be really excited about some things that you're like that's just like a dating television show trope but I'll be like from 2002 and be like oh my god I can't believe they did this on TV well but there I- there is a definitely an advantage with it being aired on an HBO Max where you're not having to edit as much yeah. I mean for example they just my one of my favorite shows Bachelor in Paradise just uh, premiered this week which for, if you're not familiar with the Bachelor franchise, it's literally, I think, if you're ever going to watch any one of them, you watch this. Because it's just these Bachelor and Bachelorette cast-offs kind of getting drunk um, in Mexico, being pushed together from different seasons, and whoever hooks up kind of hooks up. Ooh, but yeah, if you okay. don't find someone to, like, it's ridiculous because they try to they try to allude to like true romance from this thing where it's like no people are just trying to stay in the island as long as possible and that is what i think is brilliant yes about this show where it's like a deconstructed dating show where like even if you're on like the bachelor or the bachelorette like people are there for money so this is one that's just explicitly like some of these people are explicitly here for money. Some you might actually find a relationship with. Good fucking luck. And I love that. It's like this, not like critique, but like, you no, know. It's, it's, like, very, it's very self-aware of yeah. what it's doing, which I like. Um, and so to rewind for people, if you're not aware, because you, you heard the trailer coming in, which kind of explained, I guess, a little bit. But... The premise of this show is there are three single ladies and they all have beautiful younger women in their late 20s, I would say, mid to late 20s. And they've all had different levels of fuckery done to them from fuckboys in their past. Mm -hmm. So they're on this, (laughs) their reasons for being on this dating show is in their minds, I want to see if I can break bad habits. I want to see if I can 
date a nice guy or I can feel the same things I felt for an yeah. F boy with a nice guy. And a cool thing about reality TV shows these days, they like don't have to tell people what show they're going on. So like uh-uh. they feel that going into this. They're not like, the girls are not like, I signed up to be like, who's a fuck boy and who's not. They're just like told it's a reality TV dating yes. show on an island and they don't know like the concept or the hook. Yes. And it's, I'm sure this contract is a real loose into what they're telling you. And so these girls are brought on, brought on to, this is all being filmed in the Cayman Islands. There are 24 men. They, at the time of when they are cast, you come to find out, have to declare to the producer and like the people behind the scenes, if they are a nice guy or a fuck boy. Now, most of them are trying to obviously, and and there's a confessional area within the show, you know, that that whole old season trope that they use in reality TV, where these guys are like talking to the audience. And most of them, even if they are a fuck boy, they're not telling you. There's one who mm-hmm. does disclose, but he is playing it up that he's a nice guy. Obviously, mm-hmm. they know that if these girls think that they are all nice guys, they think that's going to help them in the end. But um, the whole premise is whoever really ends up at the end, because there are um, there are elimination rounds at every episode, whoever is like the last man standing, he also, he also can win $100,000. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, it is really... Really, I thought it was going to go all the way to the end when they said, now reveal what you are and what are you going to do with the money? But they end up revealing a bit earlier, and we'll get to that later. I don't know if I liked how they did this. They end up, during an elimination round, Nikki Glazer, the comedian who's the host, who's pretty solid in this. And it's like three great. quarters of the way through the season. Three quarters of the way. She's like, you know what? Not only is this elimination tonight, but everybody, not just the people who are up for elimination, everybody has to disclose what they are. Because when folks get eliminated off and three guys get eliminated off each week, that's when they end up disclosing. Yeah. And they're either sent to Limbro. Limbro, my favorite concept for a TV show. Since- so Limbro is where uh, the fuck boys go, and it is rustic. It's like a shanty town. Yeah. It's like first season of Survivor. Yes. Which is the only season I've watched. So maybe yeah. it's most seasons of Survivor, but it's really just like, like, do you know, though, they didn't stay there, actually? Nikki Glazer was like, it wasn't like a fancy hotel, but they slept in like a hotel and I'm like those motherfuckers God damn. yeah I mean I mean we I I assumed some things were done for like the effect and because it makes for good television but and, and, I and also I mean they were filming <laughs> they were filming this around right in the midst of fucking COVID yeah. so <laughs> I'm sure there was definitely some guidance from the medical people of like you actually were testing these guys every other day that's fine but we need to put them in some different types of lodgings I'm sure (laughs) because the good guys the nice guys they get sent off to nice guy grotto which is a mansion 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it really comes down to really how these dates are going with these girls. And these girls are like either cutting people out or, you know, they're, you see their, their wheel spinning the whole time of them just trying to figure out. And I hate to use this phrase that is often used on the bachelor franchise. Huh? If this person is there for the right reason. Yeah. So Sarah, before we get into what I would call the meat of F-Boy Island or Fuckboy Island, however anyone wishes to speak of it, what is your history <laughs> with <laughs> fuck boys? And how in your mind have you defined the fuck boy? Oh. Or the fuck girl. Teresa Padone, I love and appreciate this question and I feel like since it's just you and I I'm like oh my god one of us is gonna reveal more than we want on this (laughs) (laughs) okay so somewhere I'm like opening my journal because I really reflected on this a lot and there are definitely fuck boys but then like so here's the thing even people and I think this is something that we learn from this show I hope I'm not the only one inspired to journal and if I am that probably should make me journal more (laughs) um it's that like oh lord I'm gonna sound like fucking stupid ass Sarah from Chicago on the show which if you don't know I just moved I lived in Chicago for seven (coughs) years until like a minute ago (laughs) um but like so non-fuck boys can have fuckboy tendencies. Nice guys can have fuckboy tendencies. Fuckboys can be like more decent. Oh my god, you can hear me spiraling. <laughs> I can't. Right. What was that last one? <laughs> like fuckboys can be decent. I think is maybe the last thing I said. Uh... <laughs> I mean. <coughs> every every type of person can be has moments of decency. Yeah, yeah, yes. It and... isn't black. It is. And if you're saying it's not black and white, I absolutely agree. Yeah. There are different shades and dimensions and levels of a fuck boy. Yes. So some of these things I'm gonna say, the people are not necessarily fuckboys, but it's like fuckboy energy. Some are fuckboys. As it comes to women, as a queer person, I realized I am the fuckboy <laughs> a lot of times. Especially, I don't know. Yeah, I've got my own fuckboy stories. Well, okay. Okay, but you asked the question. You asked the question, and the question was, what are my fuckboy experiences or, um, or or if you have one that you feel like sharing no names have to be mentioned yeah. i'm not saying that that you think could illustrate that you felt connected with a little bit when you were watching f boy island when you yeah, were like yeah god okay. damn it i've okay. met that person before or that yeah. shit happened to me yeah okay so there are like this is an old school one and this is a This is, like, going to date me a lot by, like, a word I'm going to say in this. But it refers to a mix CD. Okay, first Um, off, it's not like you said 
eight track or cassette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you old woman and your mix CD. My mix CDs. Um, a boyfriend person made me a mix CD, and they previously dated a friend. And after that person and I broke up, we found out it was the exact same cd he made us the exact same like three cds <laughs> oh my god that is uh, the laziest fuck boy move yeah that's just lazy yeah that's just yeah. like well this worked the first time she seemed happy so to be fair you know it's a cd it's not like a spotify play no, I'm not excusing it. it but yeah, it's a like mix. No, it is a another mix. Another one that is like so lazy. Here was another story that like combines with it dated wise is that I had someone give me like, uh, it was like for Valentine's Day. They gave me the first season of Community on DVD because like I love the TV show Community. Oh, I remember this person. Yeah. God, yeah. I remember this person. <laughs> um, And this person... Um, we would like, I would be like, yo, did you like watch this episode? And we like talked about the show and stuff. And then a confession to make, I've never watched any community. I just like wanted to be able to talk with you about it. Would it not be easier to just watch an episode or two of television? (laughs) Just watch the show. Don't don't date actors. Don't date actors, Sarah. Don't date actors. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't date actors and don't date. Um, there's a thing in, I live in Brooklyn now, which is mostly to remind myself because I almost said it's Chicago, about <laughs> Midwest men that I overheard someone else at a bar talking about. Which, by the way, you screamed this out while we were watching F-Boy Island because there is a very prominent um, contestant who is named Casey, and he's an IT recruiter from Cleveland. Yep. You screamed this out, this Midwest fuckboy thing out. No, Midwest men. So, like, there's that chick song called Texas Man, and it's like, I want a Texas man. And it's like, yeah, okay, by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, I like Texas now. Uh but a friend and I were like a friend particularly who had never lived in Ohio had dated many Ohio men which is where you and I are from <laughs> and she was like I hate Ohio men Midwest men are terrible don't date Midwest men I'm like not from the Midwest and every person I've dated from the Midwest men, man I've dated from the Midwest is like it's like they're too nice to break up with it's like it's like the like nice guy thing right where it's like uh, uh, like tendency maybe um but okay maybe because i have met many of them in in this area they are not all nice no yeah i don't but it was just like a thing and i was like listening more i was just in listening mode more than contributing mode and like yeah 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 and then as we're in listening mode a fucking like two tables over there's a group of women who are like never date a man from the midwest you are in new york city and i like to each other like a girls chat thing and 
Yeah, I don't know if I understand it myself. Like, obviously, like, I don't understand it enough to describe it. Um, it but I like, think maybe it's, it, I, well, I think if we think about, because you felt very passionate when Casey from the show came on. Like, it was a definite feeling about him because mm-hmm. he, at this time, he had not, he had not Ugh. revealed yet yeah, that he okay. was, that Here's he was. I never get about Casey. I don't think he's that cute. I don't think he has anything appealing. And he's a fucking IT recruiter from Cleveland. I mean, he's for Cleveland, though. For someone in their 20s from Cleveland. He ain't bad. (laughs) I I know, but it's like. He's not. I mean, that sounds shitty and regional. But, like, I mean, he is definitely one of the cutest guys on this show it is because and he is he's dripping with charm and charisma and like that's why it's like i i was a little bit with cj the girl that he keeps hooking up with i i was worried about her brain a little bit because i was like he's too smooth dude he cannot yeah. But I he think if she was nice from Ohio, guy. she wouldn't fall from it. She's not from Ohio. Like, if she was from Ohio, she'd be like, oh, my God, this guy. Like, the minute he started talking, I was like, Jesus Christ. And well, I didn't I even know he was, was a... from Cleveland yet. And then it was like, this makes sense to me. You're someone I'd run into it. Like, I don't go there. I haven't been there in, like, seven years. But, like, you know, he'd go to town hall, and he'd have a great time. Oh, Casey definitely would be at town hall. Oh, I I am all about cutting to shit town hall on this podcast anytime <laughs> you want because that place is a, is evil. But mm-hmm. no, he is definitely definitely if you walk into town hall in Cleveland on a Saturday, it's that guy, mm-hmm. and he definitely has a shirt on about Cleveland mm-hmm. and about how it's. A struggle to live here, but we love it. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes yeah. sure like that, which I'm making fun of because I have like three, but there's something about them on these type of dudes that drives me crazy. And I don't know what it is. You know what? It, when you and I years ago, I don't know if you remember this. I'm so nervous. Sarah, I'm sure I do. But we went to, we went to um, a Cleveland baseball game. Oh my God! Yes, it, it was the playoffs, right? No, I'm talking even before then. Ooh. It was even before then, and it was it was it was not a playoff game. Although we did go to the playoff game, which was amazing, but we went to a, just a regular game in the middle of the week one night, and it was really the beginning of like the bro nation. Yes. Where like yes. there was just. So many bros of like a certain age. Because there was um name we had a we had a player who created a bro section. Um he's married to the daughter from Reba's first TV show. Oh Joanna Gar- yes, yes, that's um what the fuck is it? Joanna name? Sw- uh Swisher. Wasn't it Swisher? Swisher, Nick Swisher, yes. Yes, yes it was Nick, it. Nick Swisher. He he was responsible for that. God damn him. God damn him. Because I remember being at that game with you. And I'm just like, 
that whole potential date <laughs> rapey section there yeah. makes me nervous because it's not like it's this energy of not like these typical like drunk idiots but it's like a slow hum of that and then just a lot of male bro energy mm-hmm. and like that's that dude that's like that Casey dude um we're really, I'm really fixated on that, so I apologize, but. No, I think there's something about Casey, because also he's from Cleveland, that, like, elicits a more visceral reaction, maybe, or maybe it's just Casey, but I, like, Garrett is the most obvious bad guy. Episode one, to the camera, he's like, I'm a <laughs> I, re- I kind of respect, I kind of respect him, though, that he's just, like, listen, the way they sold it. And we're jumping ahead, people. We're talking about another character named Garrett. Character. Evie Doll just, he is like the, he's this like tall block of blonde wood. Um, and he's manipulating everybody from the very beginning. And he's frankly pretty good at it. I mean, there's no way that I'd be walking into that thinking he was a nice guy. Absolutely. No, no yeah absolute i go there's body language things how are you women missing this but um i was thinking back and then we're gonna move on to the actual show yeah i i literally and i hate saying i don't know what this says about me i literally could probably build my own little island in the caymans for the many levels and many fuck boys i have encountered over the years yeah please tell me more about yours i i want I, like i did my throwback stories but like padone important question what are your fuck boy stories i think my worst one honestly and it remains one of the worst ones was i was seeing this now here's the thing i was seeing this guy i absolutely knew there's got to be accountability, right? I mm-hmm. knew he was a fuck boy. Mm-hmm. I knew it. It was, we had too much Sometimes fun. we do. You, you all know, you have way too much fun with this person. You have a hangover for two days mm-hmm. afterwards. The like entire dates are just like this feat of strength and will. Sometimes it's, there's just a lot of real energy around it knowing that you're probably and it's one of those things like if you think you're dating an f boy you probably are and it's probably too late (laughs) yeah i had met this guy and um i and it like i was on one of the apps and i don't even know which ones but I really didn't, I really was like resistant of going out with him at first. Mm-hmm. And then I went out with him and we had drinks and we like hit it off immediately. And everything was humming along because at the beginning with most F boys, it's like a love bomb situation. And it's so fun. And it's fun. And it's, and he was a huge love bomber, which is definitely like a F boy move. Sure. So yeah. it just keeps you off your equilibrium enough 
that you're always like, like maybe they're not a fuck boy no i think he really likes me because yeah. he says all this shit and i knew better so i was how we got here it was very weird but i worked with a girl who was literally on vacation with her and she was talking i'll just say his name was victor i don't give a shit um <laughs> I really don't care. She was talking about this guy named Victor, whose family was originally from Venezuela. So my coworker called me on the phone and she's like, I don't want you to freak out. (laughs) She's like, but the girl who's on vacation with me is dating the same person as you are. And my biggest issue was I had, we had established I had asked him several times, just let me know if you're dating other people. Yeah. And, you know, full, like, transparency, I had slept with them. So it was more of a safety sitch, yeah. to be honest. And it's just, like, courtesy. Yeah. And, well, he was also pathologically lying to me and telling me he was in grad school when he wasn't. There was a bunch of other crazy shit Ooh. going on. Because yeah. a lot of fuckboys are also pathological liars. I mean, he hit all the rings but um this girl was absolutely dating him and i ended up meeting her the next day she sought me out (laughs) and i met her the next day and she told me all of this stuff about him that i had no idea because she went on full research mode at the very beginning oh which I did not do that. I have learned. Oh, I have learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not do that because I'm like, no, I don't want to. I know it's easy to do, but I don't. I feel like that's unnatural and blah, blah, blah. Well, I kind of should have. But she went in deep and she was mostly pissed off because, you know, she didn't think she was the only person. But there was all this crazy stuff about his divorce, just stuff that was not lining up. I was asking her about school. She's like, I don't think he's in school. I think that's a lie. So there was just insane amount of stuff. And um, he was calling me. He was calling me (laughs) while I was sitting there at the bar. And then he texted me and I didn't text him back i didn't pick Mm -hmm. up the phone and then four minutes later he texted her Ah! the person i'm sitting across from i'm Ah! feeling absolutely sick so i ended up um the only thing i regret is i really wanted he had called me he knew something was up and i didn't have really the balls to like talk to him on the phone i was too angry so i like just texted him and told him like to leave me alone but he did end up a couple times reaching out to me after all of this but i wouldn't take his call that's good look at you look at you i was i was so angry at myself we i also came to find out which is the best part of this story it's not the best but it's Mm -hmm. awful that so this that other girl that Mm -hmm. knew my co-worker she uh, continued to see him even after all of this. And, but within three weeks later from this, even though she knew everything that I had said, all of that, I was like, 
whatever girl. She found out there was another girl. <laughs> and she went out and met her out. Like. <laughs> How many? I don't know. I don't know. But um, apparently he, the last I heard, somebody had told me that this girl who had like three kids or something from a previous oh. marriage. And I'm like, he is not ready to be a stepfather. Oh my God. What a fucking nightmare. But um, that he had moved somewhere with her. So, oh. And she was completely aware of all of these other women. <laughs> so I guess she was just like slow and steady. When I hit the cord. It's okay. It, you were talking I, I was about something very important to you. Oh, I'm sorry. What? You were talking very passionately about something near and dear to your <laughs> heart. Well, I mean, there's so many more, honestly, examples, yeah. but in very different, varying, like varying ways. This one was bad. And mostly this one was bad because it was all preventable it was there was many times that like the gambler i needed to know when to fold them and i i I didn't fold them because i i really liked i really liked to smile (laughs) i shit you not it's a trojan horse like Oh, metaphorically and and literally. (laughs) Yeah, and he was really fun. He was really fun, but he was also a nightmare, um, you know, just a nightmare person (laughs) who should not not really be allowed out in the dating world. Yeah. Or at least there should be like a re-entry program. Yeah, some sort of guidance, some sort of, like, in that case, I'm just, like, frustrated with him with not keeping his shit more separate, like. Oh, he was a, he was a sloppy, sloppy baby. I took him to the jump back ball, um, which is very nice of me, um, at a playoff square, and that night was a hot mess. It was a lot of fun, but it was, we indulged. And the whole time in a theater down, like a theater next door, the other girl that he was seeing was there. Ah! And she was texting him that night. Ooh. Ooh. Like, where are you? Like, where are you again? So that the, the likelihood of us running into this person was so high. So high. And I couldn't, I, he kept on like moving around a lot. Like this event, it's pretty big and spread out. Yeah. But we were never like standing in one place for longer than five minutes. And I realized <gasps> it was out of fear of running oh, into her. God. Doesn't this cause him stress? Like, this can't be, like, a great day for him. Like, this like this doesn't seem like it's functional for him. Oh, I honestly, I did not see a lot of, this is not a person who took a lot of personal responsibility for anything in his mm-hmm. life. I mean, I'm sure you have met the person, met this type of human being. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, he he was lying about going to grad school to everyone. Yeah, that is it was, wild. That's I wild. mean, the lies were interesting <laughs> because I didn't, I understood the lie about all the people he was saying. Um, when all he really had to do, all he had to really do was be like, I am seeing other people. It would have minimized. Right. That's the thing, though. He knew. He's like, I'm going to get one date out of this person if I say that. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to sleep with this person. Probably. Yeah, it is the lies. It's the lies. Yeah, it's um, it's fascinating, though, because he could literally. I would look into his eyes trying to figure it. I'm like, is he lying right now? <laughs> because I couldn't tell. That's very CJ style where she was just like staring and squinting at Casey being like, I can't tell if you're a fuck boy or not, but let's spend seven more hours together. Oh, I kind of felt for her though. I felt that dumb I before. I liked CJ. She was my favorite of the girls. So let's talk about the girls a bit. So on the show that is hosted by Nikki Glazer, who I've always liked her, um, in the pantheon of like pretty blonde <laughs> white mm-hmm. comedian. She's actually, I always thought she was, she's been, she was a pretty strong comedian. I just like her. And I like the fact how in her personal life, she's very, very transparent about her like eating disorder and her like obsessions and her OCD, things like that. Like she's been mm-hmm. very vocal about that. And I'm always fascinated when people can be that, open you know because she would just like the fact that she's been dealing with an eating disorder for like 20 some years damn i did not know that yeah it's pretty heartbreaking she's but she's uh she's spoken about it a few times i would i think she was on whitney cummings or one of those podcasts and speaking about it but i was like god damn that's horrible but she's she she understands the assignment, Nikki Glitzer, mm-hmm. and she is just funny enough that it's not annoying. Like yes. she and she's you can tell that she's a fan of the reality show because she gets she gets the inflections of when to say certain things and the the hilarity around it. And like the first time she says, nice try nice guy yeah <laughs> you can tell she's like this is gonna work people are gonna be saying this and then the other one is is it's not f off f boy is it um uh at the end it's like f boy the second part is like f boy bye but i don't remember what the first part is oh i really loved it when she would, like, explain to them and be like that was a joke because the dudes as a group were too like dense to understand that she was making like a joke at the expense of the show yeah i mean anyway she's great she has a lot of you know she has a lot of great words of wisdom that do not go listen to at all but um she tries so hard with those girls to be she is her eyes don't you see these red flags she, yeah, her eyes are definitely pleading with them. Like, 
Come on, Sarah. Come on. So we start off the first lady we're introduced to. Now, mind you, Nikki Glazer is introducing us to all of the all of the boys, the F boys and the nice guys are all <laughs> on one side of a pool <laughs> standing there yeah. in a variety of Cayman Islands um, outfits. But they're all over the board. Did you really look at some of these outfits some of these guys were wearing? I don't know that I noticed in depth that much, but eventually you were like, look at these fucking clothes. And then <laughs> I started paying very good attention. But at the introductions, I was probably more distracted. Yeah, no, I don't. Were they like spectacularly non-attractive it was just there was a lot of well there's a lot of linen which you expect mm -hmm. it is cayman islands and a lot of like very narrow <laughs> like ankle pants which <laughs> um clam diggers so to speak <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's kind of one of those things where i actually i've been seeing it a lot on reality shows that are based in <laughs> on islands especially the last couple years but they're just they were so narrow on some of these guys mm -hmm. just saw like two not all of them because there's some guys that are extremely built but on a few of these guys it was just like two little matchsticks with these little white pants and then there was <laughs> one guy that had a full suit on and I'm like, oh, you're really working Jared, this hard. OG Jared, was he the one wearing the suit? Because, oh, my God, he would be wearing, like, a full suit with a mock turtleneck. Okay, well, OG, other, G no, OG Jared, who dressed like he was, like, a member of De La Soul from the 90s. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening. He had the tiny, was, little, the tiny well, circle glasses. At one point, he was wearing, in the Cayman Islands, he was wearing... A scarf that was wool. Yeah, that was at the beginning. He was wearing like one of those Lenny Kravitz scarves. <laughs> like, bro, what? And I did at first. There was like cool statement, dude. Like you know yourself, you're dressing. And then I was like, this is not sustainable. <laughs> I just am like, like, how this? are you not so uncomfortable? Because yeah, mind you, the so the guys are not dressed in any. No one is looking insane. Don't get me wrong. It's just, there's just a few little standups. A lot of what I would call both hair, neck, nose, and ear jewelry. Mm -hmm. A preponderance of stuff in people's hair. Mm -hmm. Beards that are too big. Sorry, I had to say it. Oh my God, that one dude's beard was like too big. It's so aggressive. And I think the problem is I like, I am not a huge, I am not a fan of this like enormous beard, especially when I'm like, that face is cute. That's a good looking face. There was a, a bat, the last bachelor Sarah was this guy named Matt James. Mm. And he, he was the first black bachelor who was on last, Last fall, this fall, I don't know. Uh, time has no meaning anymore. No. Um, I can't remember during this pandemic where we're at. Um, but he, in these post-bachelor days, he is sporting this. This is a beautiful man. Again, 
a nice symmetrical face. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's sporting this really aggressive beard, and I'm just like, I don't, oh, no. I don't get it. I'm like, am I? I'm old. I'm old. I'm fine. But maybe, I guess- yeah, maybe it's like a younger people thing. I don't hate beards. It's just like when they're like uncontrolled. And he's very proud of it. He's very proud of it. But um, we are first introduced. These girls are all wearing some form of um, a cotton lycra bandagey dress. But a bandagey cotton lycra dress with cu- parts that are cut out. So many cutouts. So, so and they all are, like I mean, Dr. all of Seuss these style, like if Dr. Seuss was allowed to make like a bathing suit and wrap and it was like, <laughs> let's just take up random parts and like, okay, there's a hole on the side of your stomach where we can see your skin. Those sort of cutouts. Right. So we have Nakia, who is our first lady and she does a very... Wonderful sachet past all of the men. Doesn't really talk to any of them. And then we get, I just call her bland, bland Sarah. Oh my the God. opposite of so- you, Sarah. You are Thanks. not bland. This is like, this is like your bizarro world, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Who talks like this. This girl had no life in her voice. None. No life. And all of these folks, all of these girls are in some way, I would say, very Instagram-ish jobs. One is a content manager. I think, um, yeah, the Sarah's Sarah's a manager. CJ is a content creator. And I forget what Nakia is. Nakia is a stylist. Mm -hmm. Wait, CJ's a content creator? What content is she creating? They just say, CJ, line under name, content <laughs> creator. I think she's a model. Like, she's in, like, yeah. music videos she mentioned. And we have to talk about who she's kind of dating now. Do you know? Do you know who she was seen at dinner with? Oh, God. Not, not who she ended up with on the show? No, but someone else who's going to blow your mind and you're gonna be like what and like scream like that <laughs> Tay Dix oh my god <laughs> Christ on a cracker good for you CJ that one guy who was there that got Jamie who got nicked off really early the one who called CJ toxic yeah that was the first guy that she like she went up to him and like hugged him or like shook his hand because she liked how he looked. Yeah. And then they had, because on the show, folks, because I'm sure not all of you have watched every episode, like me and Sarah, but on the show, there is a period of time where it's just really cocktails at night by the pool talking mm-hmm. to ladies and all the guys are trying to get in their time with one of these girls and it's the first night and he was given a wristband obviously which if you got wristbands that first night means that okay i have time i'm i can speak with her and he made the mistake of saying the word toxic to her Mm -hmm. it was after she was like i'm a brat 
can you deal with that? I'm so bratty. I'm Are you so bratty? bratty? And he's like, uh, so you're a little toxic, huh? And she was like, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, I, go, I guess what's so, he looked like a, honestly, his smile, like a younger Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. And so now we definitely know that is her type. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, he is single. Tay Diggs is single, so. Yeah. She could become stepmom to Adina Menzel's children. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. I I don't think, I don't think CJ's ready for children yet. Do you? I don't. I really don't. So, we have Sarah again, who is very, she's petite and lovely, very conventionally beautiful blonde. Elfin blonde, um, but boring, boring, boring. And then we have who I would call the standout. I, the standouts are Nakia and CJ. Yes. But yeah. um, but CJ steals every scene she's in. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to give her the crown. So she's the one who comes on uh, late, uh, last. And then Nikki kind of gives the synopsis of what they are going to do. The big the big twist on this, I mean, there's the good thing about this show is they're making up this shit as they go along, clearly, yes. which you kind of feel it. And I like that about it. But um, is that money at the end? So really, the concept is that's going to be what defines at the very end who is and who isn't. Because if you're a good guy or even if you're an F boy but you're still wanting to be with the person, you can share that money. Mm-hmm. But share is the, you know, the key word here. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it's one of these shows where I kind of wish that there would have been more than just Garrett. Isn't mm-hmm. this Garrett saying, disclosing at the very beginning that he was a fuck boy? But instead, all of the confessionals to the audience, all the guys are trying to convince you. Yeah. Like the viewer until they're, until they're outed that they're, that they're good guys. And Garrett realizes that he has to do that halfway through the season. And he starts talking about like getting feelings for Sarah and blah, blah, blah. Like, after probably, I think it's like when after he's outed, when that yes. guy is like, Garrett has a girlfriend back home. After that, his confessionals are so different. He's like, oh, fuck, I got to like play the game behind the scene and in front of the scene. And it's amazing to me that he made it that far. Oh, but he's pretty good. He even when he's lying, even when he has changed his tactic, he's still pretty good to think. I actually sat there and I was like, maybe he really does like Sarah. Yeah. And I was like, Teresa, Teresa, come on. The worst was, I mean, there are a lot of reveals in this show, which is, it, it keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. But there is, when these guys are sent home, when these nice guys are sent, not home, they're sent, they think they're being sent home, but they're being sent to their grotto. So many of them call out guys that are still in the show. Yeah. And that is that la- the last five minutes of every episode was so fantastic for that. 
Because you're like, who's going to throw who under the bus? Mm-hmm. Because we forget. Because they show, you know, they're, they don't have, they're sequestered, not sequestered, but I guess that's the word. <laughs> yeah. From, ele- like, media. Like, the girls were able to go on their computer and do, like, little research of some of the guys. Right, but, like, they don't have their phones. They don't have computers. They don't have access to the outside world. Right. So they're just, when they're not with those girls, they're not with these girls all the time. Oh, my God. Can you imagine not having access to the news for, like, 10 weeks at some point in early 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that have been amazing? To be like, it's January 2021. I'm going to go to the Cayman Islands for, like, 6 to 10 weeks and just not have access to any information. Oh, my God. It would be great. It would be so good. But they... um. When they show them being taped, because obviously they're, they're being taped this whole time. And these guys are talking shit about these girls. Mm-hmm. Because they're just dudes being dudes. Yeah. They can't it them. up. There's just, it's like bro nation, like you've never seen. So this one guy, Divis, is talking about how he doesn't think CJ can read books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I mean, it's just kind of mean shit and then you have other guys calling out so the one guy who was calling out Divish, they had that on tape because he was stupidly saying shit in front of tons of people but everybody you have, on the show he was like in front of all of the dudes I know it's just like oh this guy needs to hear himself talk a lot mm-hmm. he really does and there's also and there always is there's also like a little bit of a a guy who thinks he's the puppeteer, but he's like this mole, really. He's a piece of shit. <gasps> Chris from New York City. Yep. And, oh. and he's really burnt, you can tell. Because he is used to being, or at least he's saying, a pretty popular guy with the ladies. Which I and do not get either. I, I don't either. I don't trust that like- Weasley little smile at all. I was like, you are gross. And I think it pissed him off because he showed up there and he was not getting that attention from any of these girls. He got friend zoned Mm -hmm. immediately with all of them. And then CJ and Sarah used him for knowledge. Yes, I love (laughs) that. When they tried to get rid of him and CJ was like, no, I'm not done with him yet. Right. And I was but, like, just didn't like, say anything about she wasn't like, I have feelings. She was just like, I'm not, I'm not done, done with him. him yet. I'm used. I, he is. He is my toy that I use. Yeah. Well, they were both using each other. Yeah. I oh, think, absolutely. Essentially. But I mean, he thinks that he's going to really play this game till the end. The one who really does is Garrett. Yeah. Ironically. But like, and he gets axed kind of halfway through. Um, and he doesn't throw anyone under the bus, but people have been talking shit about him for a while. Yes. And rightly so. And absolutely rightly so. But I will give him this. I do think that he came in with whatever I do, I gotta I gotta make big reality TV decisions. Yes. Again, this show is so self-aware and everybody on this show is very, very, very self-aware of reality TV dating shows. And the tropes and the rules and mm-hmm. the alliance thing, the villain thing, it's all there. And that's why it's so that's why it's so goddamn good. Yes. <laughs> like you get a little bit of everything 
while you that, watch the wheels turning in these girls' heads. That CJ showed up to an elimination dressed in like a morning outfit, <laughs> compete with a fascinator is, I mean, that was when I was like, no, I like this girl. Even if she's making dumb decisions, she is like, great. She's like, I have lost hope. Hope has died today. Love has died. And she looked great. She looked, looked, these women all look amazing. They are crazy sexy with the craziest outfits. So it's like what you show up wearing to your ex's funeral. I mean, that is her outfit. It is. And there's a huge controversy because, again, every episode, there's a little bit of a twist here and there. And at one point. Nikki surprises them and she's like, They're, we're eliminating two people, not one. Except that it's the, the one where um, CJ is dressed up like that because she's so mad at Casey and yes. she puts them in the bottom two. So it's that same one. Yes. And they eliminate both of them. So the beauty of like, they always put two people up for elimination and you can kind of put the, you know, the fear, of, the fear of Jesus in you and say, these two are up. And you, you usually know that they're going to get rid of the person that they really haven't talked to that much. Because it's usually one guy that kind of pissed them off and another guy that has, like, done nothing yes. to yeah. make any inroads. Um, so that was her intention. And then Nikki Glazer is like, nope, both of them are going. Yes. And he had a baby meltdown hissy fit thing. Oh, my God. And the I'm like, fact that she, like accepted him back after that fucking diss speech uh-uh. dickmatized she's completely and utterly dickmatized and it was his hair i'm telling you i know hair is very important to me somebody has good hair like that i'm gonna yeah. get caught up in it i'm gonna get caught up in it and i'm not gonna make the right decisions yeah. Victor, Vic, have I not mentioned Victor? The great, some of the greatest hair I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that is like why that is so important to me. I have no idea. Hey, but it really, really is. It really is. Um, I uh, so I liked that concept, and he showed his true colors. So this thing, the thing with this show, and like with all of these, like you mentioned, like too hot to handle. If you mm-hmm. guys haven't seen Too Hot to Handle, I know I've talked about it on this podcast before. There's two seasons of it right now. I think one is I think one is in Brazil, the second season. Um, but I I can't I can't tell you more how important it is to watch Too Hot to Handle. It's even a it's even a great show to watch in tandem with Fuck Fuckboy Islands. <laughs> Because there's kind of, there's a, there's some similarities definitely, because everybody's mm-hmm. kind of a fuck boy and a fuck girl on that. <laughs> on yeah, that yeah. I mean, what was? There's also a, and these were kind of my favorite guys. There is also a small collection of guys that literally are just happy to be there they're just chilling on an island and they're not doing any work to get to know these beautiful women at all 
at all. And my favorite is Paul. Paul is the surfer slash refrigerator de- refrigerator delivery man. Refrigerator man, yeah. And he's and he got this beautiful refrigerator man. He's delightful. He's fun. He's you fun. and I would be like hanging out with him. Yeah, I would be like, let's just hang out with Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not think of it any deeper than that. Because these yeah. other guys are coming in. Like, Paul's one of them. He's the one that is really sticking out of my head. But then I would say the French guy, which. <gasps> oh. Because the God. whole time. The you French, think the... This was the first great twist. Yes. So the... they were like, reveal which you are at, at the end of the elimination round. And he was eliminated. And. He said, I am a nice guy. <laughs> and Nikki Glazer then pauses and goes, producers are telling me we have hours of video where you're telling us that you're a fuck boy. <laughs> and he is, he, I still don't know. He seems so genuinely confused. Oh my God. And I was like, <clears throat> what? what? What was he? Does he not know? Does he not remember? He was no. like, no, I'm not. He's like, what? That exists? What? <laughs> like, I liked it that he was like, I'm just going to play dumb. Yeah. If I if I play confused, some people will still think that's adorable. Yeah. And I have this, <laughs> I have this, excuse me, this French accent mixed with yoga, mixed with this kind of all shucks Mm -hmm. and he's tall too I didn't mean to be a fuck boy I messed up but all I could think of was yes when he sent his audition tape in which they show clips of (laughs) which is amazing I was like thank you for sending thank you for sharing these audition tapes Yes. And he is boastful. He is like very, very proud. He's like, I'm a fuck boy. I just got essentially I just got done sleeping with someone 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I've had wine thrown at me in a restaurant because the other girl I was dating was there. And I'm like, oh my God. And uh-huh. it's it is like a completely that's the chilling part when they show these tapes. The and they're F- just they're chilling. Oh These like fuckboy reveal tapes. And I'm like, oh, I felt dirty. Somebody refers to it. Oh, fuck. Who was it? As a body count? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, oh. They're like, my body count is probably in the hundreds. And I was like, oh, no. Wasn't that the beard? Wasn't that the bearded man that was surrounded by like a circle of bare assed women? Probably. I think his name was Greg. Greg! It was Greg with the beard. And I'm like, he sent in an audition tape um, at a strip club. And it's like six asses. And his bearded face is right in the middle. I was like, well, that got him on the show. But he, yeah, the body count. Yeah, it was chilling. That's right. the thing. I watched the show and I was like, I thought I knew fuckboys or like I thought I'd had a fuckboy experience, but like not compared to these fuckboys. These are like 
super right. fuck boys. Like, damn. I mean, there's there's definitely something deep seated in there too. Like it's like what I find several times the girls are saying to some saying to these guys, um, I'm not trying to be mean, but I really think you're here just to bro out. Mm-hmm. Like you're not here for this. So you're on the elimination or like, I mean, Oh shit. What was I going to say? I mean, <laughs> this is the, this is the problem with getting this impassioned about F boy Island. Um, I mean, they really, Oh, the bro. And there were bromances. There was a true bromance between Casey from Cleveland and Garrett. Casey was like willing to throw the whole game under the bus for Garrett. How many fucking times did CJ have to be like, I feel like you're more here for Garrett, Casey. And he was like, well, Garrett is my best friend here. So like, I'm going to do what he wants and you can't control me. And it was like, oh my, you met him like a week ago. I know, but if, if if Casey would have treated CJ with the love and compassion he right. treated Garrett with, they would still be together. I was like, this, this is the love. Mm-hmm. If these two just go make out for a little bit and let it happen, yeah. which I know is in there somewhere, they will never leave each other's side. Right. Here is related to this and note I have written down and it's cast more by men you cowards so that like we can have relationship drama with the men yeah together as well you're gonna send them all to their own lands I don't just want a bromance I want like a romance on the side between the oh, that's fellas. gonna get real complicated I then know. you got fuckboys being with fuckboys with each other. Yeah. Or maybe finding the romance on that side and not with the girls. Right. Right. That's that's what I want. That's what I that's what I want on my ice cream Sunday. I mean, okay, I understand. I mean, it would be fun, mm-hmm. but it would kind of be like that water that water dodgeball game. <laughs> like you don't know where to look. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let us speak a little bit about a few of the challenges, like any good reality oriented dating show. It's part, you know, it's a little part amazing race, a little part survivor on a very light level mm-hmm. of the challenges yes. that you can recall. Do you have one that you enjoyed more than others? Um, I enjoyed the, the question, the like dunk tank question one where they could like pull the thing. And so each of the women got to ask the men a question and be like, Nakia was often like, what do you remember about me? Right. And the men were like, nothing. Uh, and then you could like pour water on them. I really liked that one. And I liked Nakia continually cutting people off mid answer when she didn't appreciate the response and the thing is Nakia like behind the scenes or like up front seems so like it's like yes girl yes like you're dunking on the right questions like you're saying the right stuff about like they don't remember shit about me after conversations but then like yeah but I really liked that one and of course I 
enjoyed, I liked the inversion of having the mansplain, like before the finale instead of after, like having all this shit out there beforehand, just to see how it impacted like the women's decisions. Yes. I did. I did too. I'm glad we didn't. At first I was a little disappointed that the reveal happened earlier, but I'm like, now that I think about it more, it makes more sense. It adds to it. It's like these women now knowingly know. Yeah. They know. So right now this is, they're going to have to take a little bit more responsibility and a little bit more accountability. Yeah. (laughs) Them going in knowing. Because I'm not saying that you can't, because that's the big question, right? Like, can a fuck boy be changed? Can an F boy go, go to become a, a nice guy? And the one guy, the guy that wears many hair bobbles and wolf scarves says. OG Jared. OG Jared says it pretty well because he's like, well, I'm not a nice guy. But like, essentially, I'm not a dick. Yeah. But I'm not a fuckboy either. He's like, I've moved out of that, but I'm not a nice guy. So he's somewhere, he's going to be that person that like still challenges her and what have you, if they're still together, which they probably aren't. Yeah. Did you check on Nakia now that you you know know of CJ? I didn't. I only checked on CJ and I don't think I did so on purpose. I think I just searched like something general about it and then you know how like news stories pop up first and it was like CJ and Tay Diggs had dinner again together probably she's not with someone from the show but apparently yeah but no I yeah I don't know if Nikia and OG Jared are still together I kind of hope not he I don't know he kept like yelling (laughs) in his like one-on-one things where I was like chill out a little bit dude oh he is he is a lot to handle He's too hot to handle. Yeah, Lord, he don't, is. He's very intense. He is a crazy love bomber. That's mm-hmm. what I was like. But so was the guy that CJ ended up with. The guy that looks like Russell Simmons. That beautiful. New Jared. This is why it's confusing. We got Jared, Jared, and Garrett. Like, that's all one name. He's Jared, right? Yeah, he's new Jared. New Jared with the beautiful smile that everybody thought definitely a fuck boy and ended mm-hmm. up being a nice guy but he was like a love bombing nice guy and I was kind of like I don't know how real this is yeah like I don't know and I also I don't know because they get to self-designate and I'll say there's no red flag quite like a guy calling himself a nice guy so like <laughs> <laughs> I mean True. Very true. Um, I have a feeling, though, I would love to know, and I should have looked this up. I would love to know the amount of nice guy auditions there were in comparison to fuckboy auditions. Ooh, yeah, that would be really interesting. Because how do you make a nice guy audition tape exciting? Yeah, are you just like, I want to go on here? And, like, what is the requisite of a nice guy? Is it just, like, I'm going on here and actually, like, want to find someone to date for at least a while after the show? Is that just, like, the requisite versus someone who's, like, yeah, I'm, like, here I want to fuck and get money. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. What, that's what this show should be called. <laughs> um, well, I, CJ did call them out when CJ was, like, 
you think I'm an escort and you're the ones here to fuck us for money? <laughs> I was like, girl. Yeah, these it. guys dissing on some of these girls so, like, vocally. Mm-hmm. And to other guys. And I'm like, do you think that these dudes, well, I mean, Garrett and Casey did, but these guys are not your friends. No, yeah. They are all here for either a goal of one of these girls or the money or both. Yeah. So but you're in a contest with them regardless. It's just very I don't know. My I enjoyed the challenge though that they had Oh shit. Now I'm forgetting it. I'm really on it right now. I I asked the question and I can't remember the challenge. I think I'm getting them mixed up with dates. Oh, yeah. Well, which one were you going to say regardless, challenge or date? I mean, I honestly really, and I have no idea if it's a form of equine abuse. So I apologize (laughs) if it is. But I was freaking out when they were on those horses in the ocean. Yeah, and they were just, like, walking slowly in the ocean. Yeah, I was like, is this okay for the horses? Because if so, this is fine. I'm like, this is magical, and I did not know horses did that. (laughs) I was like, are these horses real? I was fascinated. I mean, I paused it. I rewound it. (laughs) And, um... That was one of our first dates, too. Yeah. Which I'm like, that is a date also that, that that would be like my dream date. Although I would not get on one. What was shocking to me about that date was they were bareback in bathing yeah. suits. And I was like, is this, are they bareback because they have to go into the ocean? Oh, uh, yeah. I was like so confused by that and worried about the hygiene logistics of the <laughs> urethra. I was like. There better not be anything to that horse better be like clean. She's in like a bathing suit. No, there were Uh, more questions than there were answers. I agree. I was, it was a lot for me, but I was also fantasizing that I would be on a date with a saddle. And I also would not be in my bikini. I'm just going to say that I, I would not be in a vulnerable outfit that I'm going to easily get jostled in. Yeah, horse. I don't know how much they tell them about the dates ahead of time. I well, if they're getting okay, have you ever been on a horse before? Uh, like I was like nine, so okay. it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Okay, so the thing with horses, and I've been on them like three times in my life, is okay. like he says she's on a date with this Colin guy, Barbara from Toledo, by the way. More Ohio people, because you can't get away. Oh, Um, yeah. And he was freaking out about getting on. These horses had to be amazingly drained. Because horses get, like, crazy skittish if they sense that you're afraid of them. Mm, And mm -hmm. it will make that ride. Like, say you're going on, like, a guided ride with somebody. And you're with, like, three people. If you have one person that has a horse that knows... The human is not cool yeah. with that horse. That trip is going to be a nightmare for everyone because 
the horse does not want to be part of this journey any longer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really rough. It like slows up the ride, and this horse will just decide to like stop <laughs> midway through. So yeah. I was like, did they? I was just I and I was like, maybe they've taken them out already. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is like hours and hours. <laughs> film until they get the right one yeah and they like had them meet the horses and then like approach them oh there was the one date where they were on like the the like not like jet skis but they were on like that like like what is it when you're on like a little boat thing that you drop but between you is it a jet ski it's like a motor they were on the jet ski she was with og jared right yeah, and it is so, the they had the most awkward, like, they couldn't converse. They just sat there in the middle of the water, like, with him behind her and, like, her, like, preening her. No, just, like, staring forward. To, and very just, awkward. Like, very, no, fa- no, no facial, no face-to-face conversation. A conversation to somebody's back. Yeah. While being astride a, um. Why am I losing it? Water cycle. Yeah. Yeah. What are those? They're not jet skis. They're not jet skis because jet skis have like skis on them, obviously. But I don't know. I think water cycle is a good <laughs> word for it. Water cycle. And it, it, it was very awkward. Nakia had some awkward ass dates. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what. I, I, I'm not saying that he's abusive. I don't, I'm not saying he's physically abusive, but that dude is going to be mentally abusive to her. He could not answer when she was like, I feel like you get angry. And like, what if I say something you don't like? And he like, could not answer in a way that was not like. Violent and angry. Yeah. Yeah, I just see him as being a real, and that's a very special level of fuckery. Mm-hmm. Where it is like a gaslighting level of, you know, I hear what you're saying, but you're completely wrong. And let me tell you all the reasons why you're interpreting this in the wrong way. Because I've dealt with that type of person, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, you just are talking me around in circles. But you're making no headway. You're making no sense. Yeah. Um, I just, I was shocked. Again, spoilers for everyone who hasn't seen this, but it doesn't matter because it's so worth going, even though we're talking about the journey. It's about the journey. You need to go and just watch it. But um, everybody very awkwardly near the end, one of the girls picks a guy who picks the money. And then Nikki Glazer throws in the twist of, well, that money's going to a charity of her choice, which is great, but it's very awkward because you have two people, you have two couples and then you have mm-hmm. her at the end. Little Sarah, little Sarah. It's like her punishment. Yeah. I guess you'll... But I didn't feel so bad about it. I didn't feel so bad, bad for her. I'll be honest. Because Garrett was such an obvious fuck boy. Like she even said, like once Nikki was like, here's how it works. If you pick a nice guy, you split the 50,000. If you split, if you pick a fuck boy, the power changes and they get to decide 
what to do with the hundred thousand dollars, like keep it right. or split it. And she was like, Oh, I wish I'd known that before. And it's like, well, yeah, it's Garrett over like sweet Joshua, who's like a normal human being. <laughs> yeah. Um, too but too stable. The thing yeah. is these girls are they don't have the fuck boy out of them yet. They don't. And Sarah They're, was the youngest. She was 25, Nikia was 28, and CJ was 30. Like, I just... And they're all like, well, Sarah's living in Chicago, and the other two, LA? Yeah, let's see. I don't know. LA-ish. <laughs> but I'm like, they're not done yet. This is just the beginning now, because they've been mm-hmm. on this show. So now yeah. they're going to be part of the whole pantheon of reality TV people that they all know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, which just opens up other cans of worms. But I was like, I was shocked at CJ's that turnaround. I was shocked that she, I was shocked that two of these women even slept with these guys. Yeah. I mean, that's wild. She slept with that one guy and she still picked Garrett. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't. And I mean, Garrett, there were so many, like, for Sarah and Nakia especially, like, Sarah <coughs> and Garrett, like, Garrett had a girlfriend. And they FaceTimed. And Sarah being like, I feel a lot better after that FaceTime. I was like, you sweet fool. Uh, and... Nikki and Jared were like already fighting and I was like if you have all these red flags already while you're on a reality TV show and they're trying to like win you geez Louise like yeah. what bigger red flags do you need I think then... she liked how they looked in that photo they did have that was one of the challenges that was oh, a challenge yeah. I forgot I didn't I called it I called it the like it was very much the Hallmark, like, movie or, like, the Lifetime movie cover photo mm-hmm. of them. Very Nicholas Sparks, very, we're out on the beach. We're, like, a romantic couple to see who had chemistry and who didn't. It was right after, um, I think, the third or fourth episode in when they introduced. Oh, the new guys. New Jared. Welcome. There was welcome, welcome, new Jared, and the guy from I thought he was from Brazil. I can never remember his name, but I remember him just keep being like, "I've never been in a relationship," <laughs> and I was like, "That's not going to help during these yeah, conversations." Stop saying that <laughs> with these women. Um, what were some of the more shocking things you heard when they when these guys started talking to these girls? What were some of the things that were standing out? Like, what? Ooh, okay. Standing out. Um, okay, so that early, like, one of the first nice guys who got kicked off, it might have been the first episode. He was, like, that firefighter who was, like, older. Um, Garrett Powers. Yeah, other Garrett. Garrett, oh, Garrett Powers. Garrett. I don't know why I can remember his full name, but I know his full name now. I'm proud of you. I, I didn't remember anything uh, uh, other than like his face uh, and his attitude. He's one of those toxic nice guys. He would that was like shocking to me early on that he yes. was like, so ag- 
aggressive in that way and then was like, I'm just a nice guy. And it's like, how'd you get through casting? Um, and let's see, shocking, shocking. Okay, let me rack my brain. Do you have any shocking moments at the top of your head? Oh, oh, I have one. Here's something that I was truly yes. shocked about that did not happen. We all know Army Hammer was living in the Cayman <laughs> Islands during COVID. And I kept waiting for him to like show up as like the ultimate fuck boy. That would have been amazing. I, I mean, have- I think if he didn't have so many sexual misconduct and rape charges against him right now. Yeah. And the sad thing is he that was before when that was being taped. That was before everything came out. Yeah. And it would have been so great if he showed up there and they had to cut out, like, full yeah. episodes. They're like, well, fuck, Army Hammer's in this one, too. Yeah. And he's really talking a lot with these guys. He's definitely tried to sleep with two of the girls already. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? He would show up there. Let's face it. He would show up there. And he would school all of them. Yeah. Those girls would be eating out of his palm. Yeah. Yeah. I've read so much about this dude. It's like. (laughs) Yeah. You get away with a lot when you are tall and blonde and rich. (laughs) You need to do like a Sunday, a weekend podcast on Army Hammer. Just like the deep dive into i did talk a lot about him in one episode um the the whole family is so fucked up though like it's yeah it's a really they're all scary yeah it's a real messed up generational fucked family so um it i guess my big thing that i'm interested in with him I know that these cases are pending, but we all know that they're going to settle out of court. Let's face it. I hate Mm -hmm. to say that. Um, But they're going to settle out of court because it's going to be very, very difficult because these these are women that had consensual affairs with him. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be very, very difficult to prosecute. And I give him, after this is settled out of court, I say he's back in circulation doing Mm -hmm. Doing, like, a Quentin Tarantino movie as a villain in, like, three years. Yeah. yeah. Or some indie as a villain. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad. He's a good actor. He -hmm. really is. I mean, he's... I I love watching him. And he had, like, a slight renaissance for a while with, like, Call Me By Your Name. And then this crazy shit. (laughs) Yeah. He was, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's really a cannibal or not. We're talking about Army Hammer now, guys. Sorry about that. For those who just joined. For those who just joined, it has now. It's because Army Hammer was living in the Cayman Islands during the filming of this amazing <laughs> show. Um, oh, yeah. It's crazy. I, he'll, he'll be back in circulation. He will. Yeah. yeah. They all come back. I'm like, if Mel Gibson is allowed to make war movies... Mm-hmm. I mean, Will Gibson is fully back in circulation. So, you know, anything's yeah. possible. Anything. White men don't, like, really get canceled. <laughs> they don't. They really, really don't. It's shocking. Um, I think one of the things that when I watched the show that I was a little bit 
I was a little bit mouth on the ground was just any single time these guys got called out. And it was one of the last episodes when Casey was up there for a second time. Mm. And you had people going, you had other guys talking shit about the guys that were up there. One being Garrett, how like, how he was talking shit and saying that, if Sarah's back in L.A., I'm going to have to get her boobs. Yeah. All of this stuff. And I'm like, you're an idiot, Garrett. Like, you know he said it. Yeah. But I'm like, did he say it purposely so he could defend himself? And then you had, like, somebody saying how, like, Casey had a girlfriend back home. Like, all of this stuff. It was like. Yeah. And when, like, Casey actually did, like, say that Garrett was the one who was, like, CJ's an escort. Yes. Like, Garrett, like, for some, I mean, it's a, it's really amazing. It truly was every episode. One of my notes was, like, I can't fucking believe Garrett is still here. <laughs> because at least to us, he didn't play a very good game. Like, maybe. No, he but was- he was hurt. He was hurt when his buddy threw him under the bus. He was so. He was hurt. Thinking. That was the deepest level of emotions you were going to truly get from him mm-hmm. and I was like that is because the love affair is a you two yep absolutely um I was very shocked that I was shocked who CJ ended up with I was shocked that Fernando was <gasps> in the top two yeah um who I liked oh, here is the like Fernando's story just kept on rolling and you learn like one more thing about in each episode that it was like well you hit the lead like like episode six he's like yeah i'm like an olympian on the bobsled and a doctor yeah then the next episode he's like i'm a doctor with two offices and an olympian and i feel like there was something else even that i was like these are really late in the game reveals, Fernando. Be more upfront about Yes, this. but again, nice, like a truly nice, humble yeah. individual. And I was like, Nakia, no. Yeah. This is the one. This Olympian doctor is the one. Yeah. Not De La Soul. Not him. He's wearing a wool scarf in a shirt that's so tight. Mm-hmm. I did like some of the bitch talking between the guys. Like, was it new Jared? Yeah, new Jared and old Jared fighting like two hens. Yeah, yes, when they were just fighting. like, what's name Jared? Because that was when new Jared moved his tactic. Because he was going after Nakia. Oh, yeah. And he moved his tactic over to CJ. And I was like, he's got to be a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Just that alone. I'm like, oh. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that one is still debatable. I am sad that they're not together. I was slightly invested in that couple. I'm not going to lie. I want CJ to find happiness. I I want her to stop this pattern. And, like, I did enjoy them together in a way where, like, new Jared is still, like you said, like, he's branded as a nice guy. But, like, he's still got some fuck boy in him. But he's still got some fuck girl in him. Her, her yes absolutely so, like, they seemed like at a similar like place in their development that way which i thought was nice for them um that's the thing she's yeah. a fuck girl i don't see sarah though in nakia 
they, they don't play that game. No, yeah. They've they've dated a lot of fuck boys, but they they're not they're not going to dish it back. Yeah. And that is what has and I think that for CJ is what has kept her at 30 dating these same types of guys because she finds it stimulating because mm-hmm. she's going to kind of fuck with them too. She likes the game, she likes the chase. Yeah, um, as evidenced by the fact that she has the like 24-year-old IT recruiter from Cleveland up against other Jared Sean who's also like a national athlete, like he's a like I don't know. He was like at least a college athlete, but I think he was oh branded. God, he as- was a sweetheart. He was so cute and sweet. And I'm like, she's going to leave him. Oh, yeah. Sean just seemed like really sweet and just too quiet for this show. Yeah, I mean. He was like a normal human, though. If I met him in real life, he'd be a gem. Oh, I agree. I was, I mean. I think this show would fuck with you a lot. We also don't know. We have no idea how like. What am I saying? The. Because you know like with any reality show. If there's like something that happens. And they don't get the right angle for it. They make Mm -hmm. people like film it three times. Yeah. Three to seven. And I'm always wondering about that with, like, some of the more climactic scenes. Oh, yeah. Or, like, some of the, just, like, the scenes with, like, the girls talking about, is this guy? Do you think he's you a know nice guy? You they filmed that stuff with the girls because Sarah was so boring and low energy. And her delivery just always was, like. Uh, I'm a seventh grader who doesn't want to be here. She was very much like, well, I think I'm feeling very good about Garrett right now. And um, we're going to go out on the boat. I don't really think he's a F boy. He seems very genuine to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this voice. This- when she called uh, Josh, when she was like, so Josh is the one from episode one. She had the connection with, she said, and she was like, he said maybe after the show we can like see each other he didn't say virtually he said like digitally and she was like what and he was like like video chatting and she was like oh and then she's like there's an age difference between us because <laughs> the word digital like doesn't mean anything to her because <laughs> she's 25 and he's like 34 right I mean I thought they were a weird mix to begin with I'm like I think they're attracted to each other but like that can only go so far. I mean, yeah. you definitely need to have that conversation. And um, I just didn't see that at all. And I'm like, he needs a woman, not a tiny elfin yes. child. Exactly. Yeah. I was I like, was like a woman, be, like better than her. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying anything about her intelligence. It was just like, she's, yeah. She's like not, she's not there. She cannot see the forest from the tree. I mean, she was just blind. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there he's was... the only one who was like preparing his statements of love beforehand. Like, like, come on, like, what a what a sweet guy on one of these TV shows. But yeah, she just was. She's boring, boring. Yeah, I. Not that he was, like, incredibly interesting, honestly, but, like, 
No, and that's like the problem. Because she liked the adventure. Yes. And the Kia was saying about Fernando, like, you're a nice guy, but you're spicy. Yeah. So it it seemed like that's what a lot of them wanted was a spicy, nice guy. Which, yeah, like nobody wanted like a Mark. Remember Mark who went on the date with CJ? Oh, my God. I hated him. He's another one who I was like. Who classifies someone as a nice guy? He's totally gonna murder you on his parents' <laughs> yacht and like. Oh, he gave me the biggest. Like yeah, he. His he gave me the biggest all, like, serial killer vibes, big he, time. He had those really sexual, lame jokes, like those jokes that weren't even like good ones. He would just be like, I don't know, like seventh grade penis jokes. I don't remember any. Yeah, of them. they. Like, he, ah! It was. Im- it was a lot. And he he was a lot. He was like the person who like repeats the name of the person they're with too much. Yeah. And you start to wonder, are are they doing this so they can remember my name? Or are they yeah. or is this some type of communication method I just don't understand? Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, she just CJ was all over the place in who she was choosing for dates. She cast a really wide net. <laughs> I like the widest. That's why she she would have absolutely been the one to end up with Army Hammer in our version where Army Hammer shows up on oh, Fuckboy yeah. Island. It oh yeah, definitely would have been CJ. I do think that he would first. Oh God, the phrase I hate the most. I wrote it down. Shoot his shot. I, that first episode, these guys say shoot my shot way too much. Yeah. I got to go shoot my shot. And here's the thing. Like, I do use that phrase sometimes. (laughs) Because you're a fucking fuckboy. I'm telling you. But, like, yeah. They used it so much that I, like, it's like when you hear a word too much and you don't know what it means anymore. They said or, it that yeah. much. Yeah, like it has no, it has like no meaning anymore, I guess, in a way. I don't know. It was just very weird. But um, what did this, let's end this with kind of a universal question. Not universal, but like <laughs> a, season two has already been renewed. I, I, I don't know if you realize that. Yes. Yes. But, um, so even though, even though on the rotten tomato meter, I think this show only has a four. How <gasps> dare they? Or a 3.8. How dare you? This is uh, honestly a revolutionary and wonderful. Like, like I screamed at the TV being so like every single episode. It's like, the most, it is the, I like it cause it's so self-aware and I like it that everybody even like the oldest people on the show, and when I say oldest, I'm saying 35. I think that's probably the oldest uh, guy. Yeah. They're all very aware that how much this is influenced by other shows, and especially not to sound like Greg, but like the digital landscape. Yeah. Um, because they even use it in the show when they're able to like go and do research on some of these guys. I mean, which is something that you usually don't see on any type yeah. of reality show. That's like we're gonna have the absence completely of this technology. Um, 
Yeah, you don't get to use any of these real world tools that you would use when dating. Right. And so they kind of got to, but I just. And that they even had other girls to talk to during it is nice. Yes, I really did like that. Now they do that a bit. Here's the thing. Like if you see a reality show, like. I would say like The Bachelor. It's the girls obviously talk to each other because they're all housed together, but it's it's adversarial mm-hmm. because they're all vying for the attention of some idiot and that they think they love because the show is telling them that they love him and mm-hmm. they have no phones for weeks, which I think is what puts them over the edge. Yeah. Go cuckoo. <laughs> and they're just like, I really do think I love Matt who I just met two minutes ago yeah. I can see my children with it I'm like the minds go mm-hmm. but um I don't know what do you think what would you tell people like season two it's already been renewed what would you tell people is the biggest reason to watch this show it feels immersive it feels like you're learning about yourself but also rooting for them or against them as if it's a sport yes. um It's a mix. uh, It's both reality TV and satire of itself at the same time. Um, I'd also go so far as to call it a feminist show as it comes to dating shows. They put more power in the hands of the women, give them more information in those ways of like, you can search, we're going to do the like behind the scenes talk ahead of time. Um, So I think it's just whether you want to go on a spiritual journey, whether you want to laugh, whether you want to cry, you want to learn about yourself, you want to feel better about yourself, because I did feel better about myself and my choices as well uh, after watching this and, like, my head on my shoulders. I don't know. Oh, I, I did, too. I did, too. It did trigger me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because it's always like, God, have I been that dumb? Mm-hmm. And it's usually yes. But, I mean, I also to be bombarded with that many, that many 24 different personalities. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I give a lot to those girls. I love that they let them interact with each other and they had each other's back really. And you yeah. saw that a lot And that. I would agree with you. It is very feminist. Those girls come to each other's defense mm-hmm. and support and support so fast. And I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more fights between them Same. and they didn't do any of that basic shit so I loved it did they learn anything from it maybe maybe not maybe maybe not but (laughs) um I mean at the end of the day CJ may be dating Tay Diggs Mm -hmm. and that shit is cuckoo bananas and I am good for her she deserves it she's got a hell of a personality she does and she wears under boob things really good like i wish i could do my under boob like she does with such confidence great under boob great under boob to this you have a great under boob all of her dr seuss cutout dresses and shirts would expose (laughs) her under boob if you noticed yes they definitely like picked certain body parts of each of these girls and that's how they dress them you're right. I was noticing that. Ooh. Like they were always trying to find ways to make Sarah look longer. Mm-hmm. 
so they always had her in like those those drapey pants that yes. opened on the side. So they did like little things to like, which was exciting. Give me a little bit of fashion too. Give me fashion. Give me fashion. Um, Fuck boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would tell people to use this as, like you said, Kind of a how far of high have I come in racking? <laughs> now, mind you, this is edited within an inch of its life. But so, of course, it's like an edited show. But there are certainly things that you're going to watch if you watch this and go, I've been there. I've seen that. How and you're going to think that, you know, who these F boys and these nice guys are. And you will not. <laughs> you will not. Especially at the beginning, the discoveries are priceless. The defense, the defenses of these men <gasps> oh. and, and the pettiness, the pettiness that I thought I would only see in like very stereotypical, like eighties rom-coms between women. Yeah. But these men are vicious to each other. Yes, they are. And I loved it. I was, like, I love it. And I, I like, I like a genuine cry. I like seeing also a genuine cry compared to the fuck boy cry mm, because mm-hmm. these fuck boys were crying a lot as well. Some of them were, it was some of them, they were, what are those fake tears? Ele- no, Crocodile. Crocodile tears? I almost said elephant tears, by the way. Elephant I almost said tears. elephant tears. Those are like raindrops. Elephants are so big. <laughs> But, like, Garrett did a crocodile tear thing, and did Casey? I don't know if his were always crocodile, but, like, yeah, Casey always got watery-eyed. But Garrett got watery-eyed. But then some of them would, like, actually cry. Right, right. The French guy was crying at one point, and I, I think that... He's the most fascinating one. (laughs) Utterly (laughs) transfixed by the French yogi. And all of his stories. And I'm like, he would have done, if he would have opened his mouth, he had no personality though. None. Like, he's definitely started to unravel and have some type of nervous breakdown while he was there. <laughs> realizing that was the what... shocking moment to me. When he just refused to accept that, like, he had submitted hours of video. <laughs> I mean... That's definitely, I'm all about compartmentalization. That is definitely a level of compartmentalization. It's also a huge fuckboy move of believing your own lie. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. genuinely believing that, no, I am a nice guy. I never sent anything in. To, yeah. Yeah. Shocking. But wonderful. Oh, it is manna from heaven. Please, please, please check out F-Boy Island. Um, thank you, Sarah, for joining me on this journey. Thank you for being with me physically as we explored these first three episodes and screamed at the television. Who knew how transformational it would be? Who knew? I, yeah, I, I just, I, I pity the people who have not watched this yet. I pity you. And if you haven't, and you've listened to all of this, well, then Get the heck to watching it. This get to watch. Like- yeah, absolutely. Get to watching it, and then and then put in your queue. Too hot to handle season one. Yeah. yeah, which is also excellent. But I think this is more excellent than that. It is. There's more like yeah, 
this just has more screaming. It's, I mean, too, yeah, I, we, I don't need to get into too much to handle. But yeah, this is better than that. It's got more teeth. Mm-hmm. More teeth, babies. All right. As usual, Sarah, this was an honor. It Thank truly you. was. Thank you, Padone. Thank you. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. And I hope everybody finds or doesn't find the F-boy of their dreams. (laughs) Till later, popsters.